Hi, sorry I'm late. Oh, well, fucking... Yeah, <laughs> You'd probably have a better time picking your nose, but this is how you're choosing to spend your time? Listening to these guys? Well, at least they both love heavy metal. Here are the old men, Adam and Steven. Yes, welcome out to it. This is the Old Men Who Yellow Clouds podcast, when we get together to talk about the things that matter to us. It is February 18th. It's family day, a long weekend. It's approximately 2.30, well, I was going to say 2.30, but it's actually 3 o'clock. So it's approximately 3 o'clock. We are podcasting live from Vancouver, British Columbia. My name is Adam, and of course, I'd like to introduce my bearded co-host. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Adam. That intro was actually pretty good, but yeah, before, before you we did it first time, no problems, no errors. Uh, before we a shoot couple. the shit this week, you can support our podcast by hitting our website, oldmenhealaclouds.com, and subscribing to our podcast. And please, there's a donate button. Please donate to us. We're not asking you to subscribe and pay $20 a month, but you know, if you can throw a dollar away, that would be much appreciated. <laughs> You like that jab there? That's pretty good, right? <laughs> I do. It's in really well with what we were discussing last week. Yes. Fits right in. Oh, fuck. So, okay, here's the thing. I haven't actually... So, we have our old Manila Clouds Twitter, and then we have our own personal Twitters. So, we're trying to build our old Manila Clouds Twitter by promoting on our Twitter Twitter. Uh, but a lot of our friends and listeners have a lot of my buddies. So they, they go to our old man's. They don't really follow us. And I tell them to give us the follows. So it's all about follows, but it helps build our audience and do different things and we can support and do different messages or whatever it is. I actually right. haven't retweeted that last episode that you posted on our website yet. And already okay. all of my buddies are like, oh, fuck, what you guys said about Carson is this legit. And like, they're just going off <laughs> on about, it was just an open dialogue and the comparisons we made about it and how it worked. So if you haven't checked that out, please check out our website, oldmanhailclouds.com. It's the last one posted first thing on the homepage the minute you go to it. Uh, yep. it, was a, it was a pretty good website. I was uh, getting a lot of good feedback on it. So yeah, episode 93, because we're 94 today. So yeah, it was really good. We talked about uh, Spotify and... Um, and Dell issues. So right off the top, you're online this week. So did you replace your battery? And what's what's going on with that? Yeah, yeah. The computers or the laptop laptop is still running, and oh, I have not done it, I have not not done any work on it. Oh, okay. here's here's what happened. Like it's it's uh, this is it. The, the saga continues. Um, I've been trying to get in touch with this distributor or this company that I purchased a. A replacement battery for my Dell XPS 15 9570 laptop, and uh, and I still haven't received it. I've been back and forth with emails. Here's what's happened: they and and it's actually good and bad, but uh, they were going to send me the battery I ordered from Richmond uh, because that's where they're based out of here. Yep. But apparently, they tested the battery they were going to send me, which is good. I'm glad they did some testing before sending me a piece of shit. They they tested it. It failed their testing, whatever it is they do on their side. So uh, the the thing is they're running short uh, in their supply house or warehouse or whatever it is. They have no stock left. They've had to order it from elsewhere. Uh, it sounds like it's coming from the States someplace now. Uh, and it's coming up through Ontario. I believe it's coming from from Scarborough. So it's in transit now from Scarborough, Ontario. Uh, I'll probably receive it next week sometime. So further delays. Oh, the Sega continues. I'm still running on a piece of shit battery here in my laptop. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So nothing really else to report here this week. Hopefully it'll come in 
maybe by next weekend I'll probably replace it and report back at some point after that, I guess. So All right. Well, tech issues. I think I found my new chair. Right on. Um, so what happened was my I was just like, shit, you know, I wish I could go and get the same chair I kind of had before. And then my dad's like, well, it's still sitting. The broken one's still sitting in the backyard. Why don't you go take a look at it? I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. So I went to the back. I took photos at the back, got the model number, whatever it is, typed it in. They don't make it anymore. But I got the next model up from what they make. So it was this chair I purchased from Staples. I forget the make of the model, but um, yeah, so I put it all together. I'm getting really good at putting together chairs. So I put it all together <laughs> and uh, I sat in it and it pretty much feels the same. I'm tilted a little okay. down for what I like, but uh, I'm still getting used to the chair, whatever it is, but it still has the lean back function and everything I want. It's it's a little, it's like a centimeter or an inch bigger on each side. So it's a little bigger than what I had, but it actually fits in my little space perfectly. So I'm actually okay, pretty, uh, good. pretty stoked on it. But uh, I forget what it's called. It's like the Staples Ergonometrol, Ergonometrol, is that a word? It's called the Union and Scale Essentials Ergo Chair, black. Ooh, black. But So uh, I, I've lost track now. So this is, is this chair number four? Because you ordered two from... Amazon. Yep. I thought you ordered another one from one of these other office places. Maybe it was, or is this the, or is this the same thing that you were talking about last week? The same thing I was you talking about last week. The third chair last week. Okay. So, okay. so this, this is, is chair three. This is chair three, and it looks like it's going to work for yeah. you. But I do uh, need um, a new gaming chair, which I talked about about a month ago about the Secret Labs. So Secret Labs makes gaming chairs, and I need a gaming chair yeah. so when I can finally look at a fucking TV for more than an hour, I'll be able to play video games. <laughs> Yeah, and, but those are the ones that are five or six hundred dollars. Yes, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, okay. this one was one twenty nine, so it's not too bad. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's not so bad at all. Not too bad all right. at all. Well, good stuff. Well, I'm finally happy that you're sitting back and relaxing and comfortable, and you're able to shoot the shit here uh, with me and. <laughs> And, not and, not uh, cramping up or not falling over <laughs> or seizing up or anything. Well, the, my next to... yeah, my next thing was to do get a stand up desk. Uh, yeah, my dad bought a pretty awesome stand up desk, and I would just copy him. But again, I don't have the fucking space for it. I don't have enough space in my little yeah. alcove here. So, uh, space is a big issue, as we all know. You need the space to do the fun things, and it just doesn't really, really. It doesn't really work in small spaces, which sucks. Yeah, for sure. But uh, like, I wonder, I wonder if with all your gear now, if a stand-up desk is really the way to go because you've got your your monitors, you've got your lighting, you've got your stream deck, you've got uh, your microphone, you've got all of this stuff. Your keyboard, mouse, you've got all this stuff. I wonder if a stand-up desk is even practical. Because here's here's the thing, I uh, I have a stand up desk at work in okay. my office, and I'm thinking I've been thinking for a while now. Is it is it with what I'm going to be doing? Especially, is it going to be practical? Because I've got my two monitors set up, I've got a laptop, you know, uh, where I'm going to have all this other gear to do some of the vis- video work and broadcasting and stuff that we've got lined up. Like, is it, so I've got, I'm going to have a MacBook Pro set up. I'm going to have a street, I've got a stream deck there for my office at work. I'm, I've been thinking about dumping my stand-up desk, basically. That's what I'm thinking. So I, I think it'll give me more room. It'll give me a better setup, I think, on my desk to, it'll be more practical. That's yeah. just that's what it comes down to, right? So 
Uh, Stand-up desks are great. Like I said, I've got one at work. I've used it quite a bit. I love it. But I think going forward, it's just not going to, it's not going to work out. Yeah, that's interesting because I like to, well, I like to edit standing up, especially video because I find I always got to wait for the video to go. It's the audio I have to sit down and be plugged in with headphones to hear all our clicks and pops and shit. And even then I miss it. But, you know, with video... Uh, I just find you got to kind of keep moving, especially because you're watching the same clip over and over again, going frame by frame with video. Uh, I just find standing up. So I'm not hunched over over the keyboard, you know, using the arrow keys and C and V and cutting and roll, roll tools and whatever else it is. But I, I do see that where the bigger, a bigger footprint for all that gear would be, th- would be awesome. Because I remember at Chorus, your office downstairs, you using the filing cabinet for gear and you had hard drives that backed up <laughs> on hard drives. And because we needed all the space because we had so much gear and data floating yeah. around. So. Yeah, it just it just makes sense. Yeah, so I can see both of it. Maybe you try the stand up desk and see if it works. If it doesn't work, you get a good good sit down one. Or yeah. do you just not like standing up anymore? Is it just one of those things? Do you like to sit down on your ass and just kind of get get in the zone, or do you like to stand up and get in the zone and kind of do it that way? No, for for a lot of what I do, I don't mind standing for sure. Yeah. I mean, again, it depends on what you're doing too. So if you're doing uh, even when I'm doing some really detailed graphic design stuff, you know, standing works fine. Like yeah. I have no issue with it at all. It's uh, it's good for I, I think it's good for your posture. It's good to keep moving around. It's good to be standing for short times. Good, you know, good for your back instead of uh, slouching or sitting funny or whatever. So, uh, I I love it personally. I think it, again, it's just for uh, for practicality. You know, again, all of this different equipment's sitting around, and if you have to use it all uh, and and make use of everything for certain projects, I think. The actual structure, I guess, of the stand-up desk is just—it doesn't seem very functional. Yeah, so, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I think uh, I did. I did. I say off the start here that I was in the office this past week. No, I didn't. No, but I but I had been thinking about it, you know, for quite some time. But when I was in the office, I had to go in for on Tuesday to take care of a couple things. Uh, so while I was there, I was looking over everything again and deciding, well. Okay, should I get rid of this or not? And I think I, that's what I've that's what I've decided. I think so. Uh, at some point next time I go into the office, probably I've got my monitor stands all left off to the sides, you know. So I'm, I think I'm going to dump the stand up desks and move the monitors to the regular stands, get everything set up and kind of ready for well for whenever I'm back in the office full time. Well, I, I won't. I probably won't be back full time, but yeah, certainly there'll be some sort of modified work arrangement, I think. And, you know, I, I'm aware that there's times where I'll have to be in the office and uh, everybody else knows that too. And, yep. Uh, whenever that does happen, uh, I want to be ready to go. So I'll take care of that. Yeah. So you mentioned you're going back to the office. How did you find traffic in the morning? Do you find it back to kind of where it was before the pandemic or is it still, was it still a pretty easy commute in for you this week or how was it going into the offices? It wasn't too bad. I think I'd left uh, probably towards the end of rush hour anyways. Okay. It was busy going going across the bridge. So I go into West Vancouver, uh, across Lionsgate. Um wasn't terrible. I mean, I yeah. think I, I still got to work fairly quick. It's, um, again, I'm going in the opposite direction too, right? Yeah, so, uh, it wasn't bad. Like, I think, I think I left home at about quarter to nine 
took the bus or got, you know, I caught a bus pretty quick after I hit the bus stop. Um, I was probably in, in West Van with my coffee in my hand from Starbucks uh, by 9.15. That's not bad. So it was like, so out the door here, 8.45, grabbing my coffee and walking to the office, 9.15, you know, so shit, it was no time at all. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's, that's a good yeah, commute. It's, it's not a bad trip. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, well, let's hit the depressing news off the top or non-depressing. Oh. If you want to, uh, let's shift gears and talk about COVID. BC has announced sure. that they're lifting capacity restrictions for pretty much everything. I have audio about somebody talking about it. Here we go. BC health officials are dropping a number of COVID-19 restrictions, but the vaccine card program will remain in effect. Here's what will be changing starting Wednesday, February 16th at 11.59 p.m. There will be no limits on indoor personal gatherings, while indoor and outdoor organized gatherings can return to full capacity with dancing allowed. Restaurants, bars, and nightclubs can return to full capacity with mingling and dancing allowed. Fitness centers, adult sports, Ooh, and activities mingling. like dance and swimming can return to full capacity. Ooh. The vaccine card program stays in place for now, as well as the policy for wearing masks in public indoor spaces. These measures will be reviewed again by March 15th and April 12th. There it is. So that's off the top. So we were been living in the bubble and not being allowed to dance and mingle and all that fun stuff, but that has now been lifted. So that's pretty big news for us. There's a couple things I want to touch on right off the bat. As COVID is, it's still alive and well, and as it's restricting off in other places and some places don't have mask mandates or they're not using vaccine cards or whatever it is, uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry said this, we know for some what we are doing today will be too fast. For others, it will feel like we're not moving fast enough. And I thought that was a pretty good quote from her because she, whatever she does now, she can't win. Um, and this goes back to what we've talked about in the past. We don't think they're sharing enough data, but you know, at least it's a start. So off the top, do you feel like as these are the right moves or do you feel it's too soon? What camp do you fall into? Well, I think, you know what? I have, I don't necessarily have a problem with these. And I know I've bitched about Dr. Bonnie Henry and what this province with the provincial health office has been doing yeah, yeah. recently uh, and how they are. Uh, reactive instead of being proactive. I, I And maybe they are still being reactive, I guess, at this point, because numbers are coming, are declining slightly. Uh, you, you can't go by, by testing anymore because, again, all of those numbers are fucking out the window. They don't do yeah. hardly any testing now, I don't think. And uh, so I think it's the, the hospital numbers, um, hospitalizations, and of course, ICU numbers, I think you got to look at. And even those, I mean, I guess how accurate are they now? Eh? Who knows? But um, you know what? I don't necessarily have a problem what we're doing here because because if you look at the other provinces, like you mentioned, other provinces have dropped basically everything. So there's no, I don't know if there's any testing and, and again, who knows what those numbers are. Yeah. Uh, they have dropped all vaccine mandate cards. Uh, so you don't have to show you that you've been va- vaccinated anywhere. I'm taking Alberta, for example. Yep. I think Saskatchewan is, is the same way, maybe even Ontario. Um, so no masks, no vaccine mandate cards or checks or anything like that. If we had done that, then I would be upset. Yeah. I, I would definitely be upset because that that was would have been definitely too quick. I, I think I, I think I'm happy with what what they've done here. You know, because we still have to show uh, masks are still mandatory. You yep. still have to show um, proof of vaccination. I think right. Yeah, yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah every yeah. venue so, or wherever you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, so I think all of that is still uh, something that is required here. They're reviewing it in March. Uh, we'll see where we're at then and go from there. So I think those baby steps are, are, are a good thing. 
especially when you look at what's happening elsewhere. Like I think, uh, I think even even this morning, I think I read again about Denmark how they have opened things wide up, uh, wide open again. And if you look at what happens is happening, their numbers are skyrocketing mm-hmm. again. Um, especially this new variant again, this uh, stealth variant that's happening, and apparently it sounds like it's worse than Omicron. So. I think by us doing things slowly like this, uh, it's a good thing. We can reevaluate come March and see what's happening. If things are still looking good, hey, let's maybe take the next step or whenever that might be. If it's April, then whatever. Yeah. I don't, so I don't have a problem with it. This time, after all the bitching and complaining I've done about what this province is doing, this time I'm not too, I don't have a problem with it. So uh, as long as people still keep wearing their mask, which is most important for me, because otherwise, these other things, like I'm not going to bars. Yeah. I'm not going to dance clubs. I'm not mingling in a big fucking crowd like that. I'm not, I'm still not going to go to hockey games. Yeah. Because this weekend, you are going to see a full house at Rogers Arena for yep. Canucks game tomorrow. These things don't affect me. I shouldn't say they don't affect me at all because that's not true. Because obviously, if you've got 18,000 people at a hockey game, uh, those people are going to come out. Will I become in contact with those some pe- some of those people at uh, you know at some point? In those cases, then yes, it could affect me, right? Yeah, but, yeah. But in those scenarios, it won't affect me because I won't be attending still. Yeah, and I, I agree with everything you just said. And I do like the fact that it kind of gives you the extra reassurance that everyone is vaxxed in the place. I mean, it doesn't, and we've talked about this before, even if you weren't vaxxed, like, I mean, if you mean you were vaxxed sitting in a room with a person who's unvaxxed, they have more of a chance of getting in shit than we do. Do you know what I mean? Because they could catch something and they're not vaccinated and then their body has to work harder to fight it. So, but it does give you that little peace of mind, I think. And that's, you know, that's all you can really ask for. But when these restrictions get reviewed in March and or April, I think the vaccine card will be the next thing to go. And then I could just see all the fucking anti-vaxxers going, see, we just stuck out for, you know, a year and a half and we never had to get the shot. And here we are. We can go into the same restaurants as you. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I just think it's good. I, I do like the mask thing, how it's still in effect. You got to wear your mask at all in all in all indoor public settings. And even when that gets lifted, I will still continue to wear a mask because I deal with the public on a frequent basis. So, and plus they can't see me swear at them underneath my breath. So <laughs> that's, that's, but that's reason number one. But reason number two is it keeps me safe and it keeps them safe. So that right. safety counts. And that, that's what I care about. So that's, that's all right. Yeah. It's very interesting. We're living in a very interesting time. Yes, we are. Yeah. Uh, we, we talked about Steam Decks. So your office, you use a Steam Deck. I, you bought a Steam Deck, and I went and bought the bu- I put, I bit the bullet and bought a Steam Deck myself. I don't use it as much as I thought. I have it all set up for quick launch apps, but I tried to set it up for some of the OBS stuff we're doing, but I still can't really figure it out. I tried to do a camera thing, and I'm, I'm hitting it now, and it's not working, so clearly something's wrong. Uh, but are you using your Steam Deck? Are, do you still find it a cool piece of gear? And did you see that they released a white version of the Stream Deck? I think oh, I this did, past week. No, I didn't I didn't see the new version. Um black is cool. I don't know that I would want a white version or a piece of white plastic sitting on my desk. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I, I'm really opposed to white, but then uh I, I hey, I'm a I'm a metalhead. I love everything black, including <laughs> yeah. my t shirts. Uh I wouldn't ever wear a white t shirt because that's just not who I am. Yeah. Uh yeah. so why would I buy a white stream deck? So 
my laptop, you know, is nice as shiny metal when it's closed. The lid, you know, it looks like a, the Dell XPS is a high end, uh, yeah. high end laptop, but you open it up and everything's black. You know, I've got my black microphone, my black phone, my black, uh, mouse, uh, yeah, everything's black. My camera's black. My vinyl cabinet's black. <laughs> Headphones mean, are black. Glass frames are black. Hey, exactly. What color are your underwear? Just two. I, they are black too. Believe <laughs> yeah, they are black too. Are they the Joe Boxers but, from Costco? Yeah, <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> well, well, fuck. They're, you know what? They're, 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 uh, those things are a hundred. See, here's, here's. <laughs> underwear talk go now. Over, I'm going <laughs> to go on a tangent here now. Yeah. There, there are so many different types of underwear out there. Uh, like, well, like anything else, I guess. Yep. But those Joe Boxers from Costco, I think you, what are they, a three pack for under like 20 bucks, bucks or something, something like yeah. that? They are 100% cotton. None of this fucking not spandex or polyester or fucking other sh- stretchy shit. They are 100% cotton. And that's the most fucking, they are the most, <laughs> for the price, for the price, they are the most fucking pairs of underwear out there. Like, this, you know what, this tight, stretchy shit, fuck, it's it's so uncomfortable, man. Why why do people wear that crap? Well, you get the frank get above it, the beans. It gets all kind of fucky. But I actually, I used the, I used the Joe Boxers as well, but I used the longer ones. They're the briefs. So they are a little, yeah. they're a little tighter because I, I find it when I'm at work or especially at Canada Post and your junk was moving around, <laughs> it kept everything in place. And I still like the feeling of that when I'm running around working. And I also use it for yeah. workouts too. But yeah, big fan of the Joe Boxers. Oh yeah, I, I wear the briefs too. I don't wear the fucking the ones that are sit up. Yeah, the, I wear the longer ones that go down, well halfway down Mid-thigh, your thigh. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So for sure. Oh yeah, they're awesome, man. Oh yeah, big fan, big fan. Right. Yeah, definitely. The, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll say this: the other the other good ones. Levi's makes some good ones as well. They're a little bit shorter. Uh, they're a little bit more expensive, so you got to get them when they're on sale. Yep. Uh, but they are 100 percent cotton too, and they are very comfortable. Nice. So. Uh, none of this fucking spandex shit, spandex, acrylic, uh, whatever it is they put in there to make it stretchy. That stuff is just fucking stupid, man. <laughs> I, I do want to, so now that we're talking about underwear, I've noticed that my, <laughs> those Joe boxers have little holes in the bottom now, like kind of in the bottom of the car, kind of where the gooch yeah. is. So like, yeah. kind of, I was like, the fuck? These are supposed to be awesome. Can I return them now? Because yeah. I got a Costco membership. How does that work? Yeah, the other, you know what? Those other ones, uh, the other thing they where they tear is the band. So just under the band where it, where the band meets the actual, the rest of the. Like the cotton stuff, the black stuff? Yeah. 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 That's that's where it uh, they tear or they rip there. So that's the, once they start doing, once they start ripping there, they don't last long after that. So. Yeah. You pull them on the next time, and they'll fucking fall apart on you. So, but you know what? Still, for the price, it's fuck, not bad. They are they still last a while, and uh, uh, they're the best fucking shit out there right now. It's true. It's important stuff, man. Uh, yeah, you got to be comfortable in this in this stuff. No fucking tight fitting nut huggers uh, that are uncomfortable <laughs> and sweaty and shit. Yeah. No, I Joe feel Box- that. We should uh we should we should get endorsed by Joe Boxy right here. I'll send him this clip. We should. Um, yeah, we should. So that's been underwear talk here on All Men Yellow Clouds. Uh, let's talk <laughs> about the Super Bowl. I noticed you watched the Super Bowl game for the first time. I saw on your Twitter that you were watching the game. I'm like, did you lose a bet? Why the fuck are you watching the yeah. game? 
I did. I did watch. Well, I said I might anyway. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? I always, even though I don't watch, actually, I, I always, almost always throw it on, I guess, whether I really pay attention or I never care, I suppose. But, I, and I don't, I don't really, yeah, I don't really pay attention. I don't watch any games during the season. I usually don't watch the halftime show. Yeah. This year, this year I was following along and it actually turned into a, a pretty good game. It was uh, nice and close. It came down to a, a nice last drive by yeah. the LA Rams, who ended up winning the Super Bowl. Um, it was a pretty good game, actually. I, 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 I actually I enjoyed it. Will it will it change my stance? I guess on the NFL. Will will I watch more games next year? Probably not. I mean, I still might end up watching the Super Bowl, but yeah, uh, it was a good game. It, it was entertaining. So, and that's really. Well, you can ask for, I suppose. Yeah, no. Uh, I only watched the last quarter, so I'm with you on that. But I did turn in for the halftime show. Did you watch the halftime show? I did not watch the halftime show. I have no interest at all. You know what? I, I Hey, uh, it's just not my thing. Yeah, no, 100%. And I know, and I know a lot of people bitched about it this year. And um, you know what? I've bitched about halftime shows in the past. You, you know what? I, I think it's, it's um, even though it's, it's, not my kind of music. I I still get it. I guess that's the thing. Yeah, it's you know it's still a very big part of uh, the NFL culture. Uh, the players, obviously, it's very big for the players, and uh, so I know I get what the NFL is trying to do here, and um, so I don't I don't have a problem with it like a lot of other people do at least not anymore i don't because i get it yeah i, I know what's happening here so people i think just need to deal with it yes would i love to see a rock and roll band on there yes metallica sh- probably sh- would have been made more sense i guess as a as a artist to perform whenever that super bowl was in san francisco a couple years ago or whatever uh but hey Let's let's just let them do. Let them I do what they gotta do. Needs to be needs to be done, and stop bitching about it because I bitched about it, and I'm not going to anymore. I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought the sound. So I watched it live. I was streaming it off a probably illegal site, but um, the the sound was shit when I was watching it. But I went back and rewatched it again, like just when they posted it on YouTube after it was done. And it wasn't too yeah. bad. So uh, okay. I was a fan of it. I think that the cameo by um, 50 Cent, 50 Cent was in it. He didn't need to be in it. They could have given more screen time to Snoop or Dre or even Eminem. But yeah. uh, for the most part, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. And uh, we'll just leave it at that because you didn't watch it, so we can't really go into it. But I want to go back <laughs> and talk about the Stream Deck because uh, last time we talked about it, uh, you were still setting up your profile at home. So is that set up? Yeah. Are you using it more? What's what's going on with that? Well, I probably shouldn't. I, I'm probably not using it. I'm pro- I'm not taking advantage of it like I could. Yeah. Let, let's just put it that way. Uh, we're not doing a lot here with our broadcast to really use it or take advantage of it. Not at this point. Yeah. I did get it set up like it is set up to to switch scenes within OBS and that sort of stuff. And that stuff's really cool, and and I think we can, you know, as as you know, we're playing sound bites and stuff like that for our songs. Or you just played this sound bite from uh, it was that was from Daily Hive, correct? Yep. Like it is, you can push a button and um, on the stream deck and basically have it play for you. So so for that sort of stuff, I think it works really well, and I think you should maybe because right now you just played it whatever you played it. You probably pushed a button. 
in your whatever video player you're using and and away you go but you can set it up and use it for stuff like that it's like different sound effects and yep. whatever if we start playing with shit like that during our broadcast and recording here you could do all that sort of stuff right so i think there is still a lot of potential um i'm not using it to its full of potential even for my day-to-day stuff i could be using it a lot more so we'll have to i think we'll have to make a point kind of if at least i will of using it more so yeah i'm this i'm the same way i i should be using it more because it's a really cool piece of gear it's instantaneous you hit a button everything just kind of works but yeah, I was trying to, to figure out some OBS commands just to try to get like, hit the button, set up yeah. all the streaming and open all the things for me and the, use the window resizer and do a bunch of shit. I can't even get the basic command or the camera commands to work. So uh, I will be plinking around with that. I got a bunch of days coming up off. So uh, maybe I'll spend some time in getting that to work and I'll share what I learned with that. Yeah, for sure. Because again, that, yeah, that stuff is quite easy. It should be quite easy for you to set up. Yeah. So. Take a look at it again, and uh, again, we're not we're not producing a video podcast here, so you know we we won't be using at this point at least to any um, you know sw- switching scenes or different yeah. camera angles or any of that shit, right? But um, uh, at some point, maybe maybe we'll hit hit in that direction, and it'd be nice to have that all that stuff set up and ready to go and working for us. No, totally. That's uh, yeah. That's very valid, and we'll get there one day at a time, one episode at a time, as uh, as we like to say. That's right. That's right. Uh, I noticed you uh, you had something in your prep about new shoes. So did you purchase some new yeah. shoes? Yes, I did. Yeah, I, I think we've talked about shoes in the past, and I mentioned that I bought some Solomon's or something like that from Mountain Equipment Co-op a way back, a while back for yeah. some hiking and shit like that and how my vans were kind of getting into rough shape and I'm blowing some holes in the toe and stuff. <laughs> I I do like vans. Um I, I don't know that they last as long as I would want them to. I don't know. The actually so what I've been wearing is the black vans I've I've had for probably two and a half years now. And maybe, maybe that is a, when you wear them every day, maybe that's not a bad, a bad amount of time, I guess, for your shoes to, to last. I don't know. How, like how long do yours last? Uh, like, I get about you a year. Every day? Yeah. I get about a year, year uh, and a half out of them. Out of uh, your vans or the other shoes or what, what are they? Uh, just, no, just my vans. So my go-to are vans. I, I quite enjoy vans a lot. Like the, my casual shoe. I've learned a lot about shoes in the past like maybe four-ish years because I was ripping through them through Canada Post because I was walking on them and on my feet all day. And then now with BCRTC, I'm on my feet a lot. So I learned all about shoes and boots and soles. So yeah. uh, Skechers are shit. Don't buy Skechers. Anything with memory foam yeah. in it can kiss your balls. Do not buy memory foam shoes. They're good for the casual stroll, but they will yeah. once the memory foam dies, the shoe becomes a piece of shit. Uh, so you want something with a good sole. Uh, any of the skater shoes, DC, Vans, Converse, they all have a pretty solid show, uh, sole. So when the sole, uh, when the shoe actually breaks down, as long as the sole's still good, you're still good. You might get wet feet or whatever it is. Uh, but the best things you can do are something with a solid sole. So uh, yeah. Vans are actually really good. Any of the hiking boots, if you get something that says like it's a hiking boot category, any of those shoes yeah. would be awesome for you. Anything with a, like a running shoe, a basketball shoe, any like advanced support helps you uh, quite a bit. But uh, yeah, my vans usually last about a year, year and a half with everyday use. And they're dog walking ones. And I got different shoes for different things. But uh, they just have started to break down. Like I got a pair of, 
I don't know. I, I'll, I don't know, they're black, classic black with the stripe, but they're all blacks, whatever it is. And they're start this the um the sole is actually coming unglued from the actual shoe. So I'm in your boat to try to it's time to get rid of them. But last summer I purchased the Vans Super Light Ultra Rain shoe. And yeah. I love those shoes. They're they're awesome. They're like they were $150, $175. And they're great yeah. shoes, but they're not made for the rain. So I went back to the old ones, but they did make a winter version of it. But when I went to go pick it up, they didn't have my size. But yeah, I'm a big yeah. fan of Vans shoes. Uh, I'm also getting into boots. I got a pair of red ring boots for work, and yeah, I'm and I'm in, I'm gonna go take. I got some time off this week, so I'm gonna go take a look at Blundstones this week because I've never tried a pair on, and they recommend those. And then I will be hitting Mountain Equipment Co-op because they got a pair. They got a pair of uh, hookahs. It's called Speed Goat. They're a pair of hiking shoes that yeah. seem to be pretty good and pretty comfy. So those will be my next purchases coming up this week. Okay, uh, sounds good. Well, speaking of the uh, the Vans uh, Ultra Range uh, shoe, I did pick up a pair today. Ultra uh, Range this morning. So I got the Ultra Range EXO series. Is that a newer version of the? Ultra Range, I don't know. I don't know. Ultra Range EXO, I don't know if you can see them here. I'm holding up uh, all black, of course, yep. uh, including the stripe. Um, they, you're right. They're not. They're not waterproof, but uh, maybe I'll throw some spray on, and yeah, uh, maybe that'll help protect my feet a little bit. Um, but fuck, these things are really comfortable. They're so fucking light. I yeah. mean, the last yeah. pair of Vans I had were super light as well. But these ones, even more so. I think those just, are the ones I got. Yeah. I, I should go down and take a look, but that's a lot of work. Uh, but I will take a photo and send it to you after the show and make a compare of shoes. Uh, yeah, sounds good. But I think the one I really like is uh, obviously the the uh, the comfort of them. Not yeah. heavy. The sole is the uh, inside, like the, the, the cushion inside is really comfortable. Uh, and they, they've got a different grip on them. Which I which I think is really good because my last Vans they've got the whatever the honeycomb regular classic honeycomb sole in them. Yep. I found those to be quite slippery at times. Yes. Depending on what you're you're walking on or stepping on, these ones have got the more all-terrain grip, uh, I guess, and I'm hoping that they won't be as slippery. So yeah, nice yep. shoes. They, uh, the they are a little bit more expensive, but yeah, they're pretty cool. Uh, those are the waffle grips. The, oh, yes, that's it. Not yeah. the honeycomb, the waffle, the old yeah. waffle grip, the old one, yes. Um, and having talked, now we're talking about shoes, underwear shoes, but uh, we're talking about yeah. shoes. I actually purchased my first pair of Jordans. Actually, like a week before we did our photo shoot, we should post those photos. But um, yeah, a week before we did our photo yeah. shoot, and I actually, I've never paired, got a pair of Jordans before. Jordans are pretty high-end shoes. They they yep. sell out right away, but they uh, they're all leather they uh, retail for about a buck twenty. You can, and then the aftermarket's about two hundred bucks for them, which again is pretty expensive. But having from never putting a pair on to wearing a pair that's my size, I actually quite enjoy those shoes. They're yep. again, they're they're pretty. They're a little heavier, but they're not that bad, and they're grippy because they're basketball shoes. They they're like a casual shoe with a basketball sole, so they grip onto everything. Uh, so I can understand why there's a big markup and a big. Why they're such a I don't know good collector's item I, I guess it's also you're pairing it with the brand Jordan, Michael Jordan of course but uh, the shoe itself it's actually a really really well made shoe and uh, 
you know, if you could buy a cheap pair, if you buy them, you can buy the all blacks off of Nike.com or Nike.ca, whatever it is. And they're about a $120 and they're all leather. They're all great. And they just look like a pair of black running shoes. So they're actually pretty decent. I actually recommend them to people who are looking for new shoes because they're actually pretty good. Yeah. Cool. But, uh, Fuck Converse. I don't like Converse. <laughs> I always found those shoes broke apart on me every time I wore them. Well, the I mean, they're a classic shoe, like the Chuck Taylors, right? Yeah. They, they are a classic. I mean, they they look good. Um, I think they kind of fit with who we are and, and that sort of thing. And I do have a pair, of course. Yeah. But they are uncomfortable as hell. They're, yeah. They have no support in them at all, right? Yeah. They have no uh, arch support um, or anything like that. Awesome, awesome shoe. Uh, if you're a music fan, a punk rocker, metalhead, yep. you have to have a pair of Chuck Taylors. Um, but I can't, I can't walk around for long periods of time uh, or long distances wearing those shoes because they yeah, have just no support. No, I agree. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Not a fan at all. I paid way too much for mine. I think I got a pair of Sabbath ones that were we paid like twenty dollars from while I was on the show. And uh, yeah, Converse reached out to us for a bunch of black sats. So me and O'Neill picked up a pair and yeah. uh, wore them a couple times. But they're the most uncomfortable shoes I ever put on. So they're sitting in a they're sitting in a bathtub shower right now uh, <laughs> in a shoe rack. So that uh, sucks. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the Freedom Convoy? To be honest with you, once that main lady got arrested this week, I stopped paying attention. I know it's still happening. I know Trudeau uh, invoked that emergency act where they, the yeah. cops had more jurisdiction, so they were able to give out tickets and stuff, which they should have been able to do from the start. Um, one thing I, I was trying to find as we we're talking, but I can't find the quote. The first person they arrested was a native lady, and I can't find that piece of article that I read, which sucks because now it's just hearsay because I'm just going off memory and my memory's not very good. But they arrested a native lady for doing a protest yeah. on it first. And she was the first lady who got arrested after all these people were disrupting and stuff. So again, we've been saying it for a while. Uh, racism is alive and well here in Canada and it sucks. But uh, you found a very good article written by, uh, it was on CBC, written by Mirtha Riviera. Is that how I'm pronouncing that right? And uh, so. yeah, uh, she's her, her main tagline is intimidation and threats of violence have no place in a free society. And she goes into a pretty well detailed story I read before we hopped on here. And I, I she made some really good points. Uh, what do you what do you think about that? Well, well, for sure, because I you know what? That is such a simple and basic um, piece but it it's just right to the point. Yeah. It's it basically says everything that needs to be said about what's going on with these people who uh, think that they that our freedoms are being taken. You know, are, are, that we're losing our freedoms here in this country. She is from Chile, uh, so she knows probably more than we do about um, about about freedoms or lack of freedoms yep. or government taking your freedoms away. Because uh, she lived under the dictatorship um, back in the 70s. She came to Canada as a political refugee. She now lives in Regina. So she knows firsthand about uh, about what it's like. And, to, and for her, somebody like her to go through that and then come here and see these stupid people protesting about these things that, you know, um, are, that are happening here 
it, it, she, you know, she just, she can't understand it. Yeah. And, um, so, so I think, I think you have to, for people, they really need to read this article. It's not very long, but it gets, it basically states everything that needs to be said about, uh, how this is so stupid about what's happening here. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, it, it's, it's perfect. Uh, and I'll post that on the website. If people haven't read it already, they really should. Yeah. It's a great it's, article. It's an excellent little piece and it's, it's nothing, you know what? It's just, it's just nothing that, uh, is new. I mean, we all know this shit, but just the way she says it, um, uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's perfect. So, yeah. uh, so people need to check that out, but What's happening? Yeah, a lot. I mean, lots happened this week, I think, and it, yeah, it did start with with Trudeau invoking this emergency act uh, here in Canada. It's it's I think it's legislation that was put in place in nineteen the early nineteen eighties or something like that. It's never had to be invoked here in Canada in the past. It's never been invoked. Um, maybe there was some need for it, and it never happened. But anyways, he yeah. decided. Uh, for whatever reason, that it was time to uh, put this in place for a short period of time to try and end this stupid freedom convoy or whatever that is still taking place and disrupting people's lives in uh, on t- uh, in Ottawa uh, and other parts of the country, including, I think, the still, what is the border in Alberta? Um, shit, I forget. Anyway, where I'm going with it, number one, it's it's really sad that it had to come to that because really some steps should have been, that's what this is mainly all about. Yes. Steps should have been taken so that it didn't even get to this point. Like we really shouldn't be here today if they had done their job properly. I'm not, I'm not shitting on Trudeau. Other people have, people yeah. have been trying to compare him to Hitler, which is absolutely disgusting. Yep. It's, there is no fucking place for that. Yes. Maybe he should have done something and acted sooner, but you know what? This has got nothing to do with Hitler. People need to fucking put that to bed right now. This is, that is so fucking stupid. Oh yeah. And I'm, and again, it's these, all of these fucking anti-vaxxers, vaxxers, all of these people who are against mandates and masks and all that kind of shit. It's these fucking racists and that's what they are. They're fucking racists and uh, you, you can't deny that anymore. You, you really can't. So it, it's sad that it's come to this because I think the powers that are given to the government by invoking this emergency act are huge. 100%. Implications on every single person are huge, but I think, but I at the same time, I think it's been it was done for a specific purpose, and I one of those things was to to actually be able to freeze the bank accounts of people uh, who they believe are involved in these protests. Again, that's that's a very serious matter, and you have to be damn sure about what you're doing and who you're targeting by doing something like that. Yeah. So again, I'm, I'm not saying I, I necessarily like, like, do I agree with it? I like big picture. I don't know that I agree with it because again, those are very serious steps that the government is now able to take, but looking at now, looking at maybe what they're doing and what they need to do, I guess, to end these protests. Maybe it's not such a bad thing. Yeah. Because because they aren't going to bring in the military uh, because, you know what, people are going to get killed. If that happens, people are probably going to end up dying, and yeah. I don't think they want to resort to that kind of violence. So what's the next best step? 
maybe to hurt them in their pocket. And for for other reasons, I think that, you know, they've been hurting anyways, because again, the GoFundMe stuff is was shut down and yep. all of this other stuff was, you know, they can't access a lot of that money. These people, like we talked about last week, why, like, how are they able to not work for four weeks? Like, yeah. like fuck. How can they get away with doing that? So anyways, by freezing money, um, by telling people that, hey, if you join this protest, we are going to freeze all of your bank accounts and shit like that. Maybe that's the, maybe, maybe it's not a bad thing. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's a, like I said, it's a step that needs to be taken for this to end. So, um, yeah, lots of serious shit happening here. That's for sure. I never thought that, you know, that we would be where we are today. I really didn't. And I never thought that all of these stupid people would be able to raise such a fucking stink over this. I I really didn't. Because again, they are a very small group of people. So, um, uh, so I don't know. Anyways, I think, I think today, and even as we're speaking, I think they are finally arresting people in Ottawa. I think I read over 70 people have been arrested to this point. Uh, they are telling people, if you don't leave, you're going to be arrested. And that's what's happening. You mentioned the, one of the leaders that Tamara Lynch, yep. and I, you know what, I probably shouldn't even, Lynch or whatever, I shouldn't even be mentioning their names because they're a bunch of fucking scumbags. Oh yeah. Um, but anyways, she was one of them. There are now three of the main leaders, I think, that have been arrested. I shouldn't mention this asshole either, but I will. I think his name is Pat King. He's such a fucking racist dink. Yep. And he is a, he's a fucking asshole. And I've read, I've not read, but I've seen some of his videos, some of his interviews, some of the things he's saying. He's such a fucking racist fuck. Yeah. And, uh, he needs to fucking go to jail for the rest of his life. Oh, fucking 100%. Inbred dipshit. That's what he is. <laughs> I, uh, and let's not forget that Doug so. Ford, the premier of Ontario, has not done his fucking job either. So Trudeau was actually uh, stepping no. in to like, you know, it's, it's leadership. He's showing leadership. It's, it's, it's all he can do without bringing the military in. Because you're right. If they bring the military in, it's going to read in deaths or result in deaths and i don't think anybody wants that so let's see we'll see what happens yeah. in the next couple of weeks well the next week it should be wrapped up in probably about a week if they have the power to do all this shit now so well maybe maybe by the weekend because they're towing trucks out of there some yep. of the people are leaving uh but they are arresting people they are towing trucks out of there and uh it's a it's a good start maybe this will be over by the end of the weekend uh, like again i don't know how much work that's going to be, but uh, they've they've started to do it, and that's why you, that's a good good thing. So yeah, no, keep yeah. it going. Yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens. And shut those fucking people up. And people will say, "Well, hey, it's freedom of speech and whatever." No, you know what? Yeah, that's it. I'm I'm done with those fucking people. Put them put them away somewhere. Get the fuck rid of them. Yeah. I, I don't. I want. Uh, yeah, we shouldn't be talking about this bullshit anymore. Like like end it now. So yep. Uh, there was a uh, a quote I'm looking for, and it was to do with the trucker protest, and now I can't find it because, of course, I can because that's how we roll here. But it was something too along the effect. Fuck. <laughs> uh, it was a good you one too. Do this. Every time, well, because we start going on. Oh, here we go. Uh, my wife asked me to empty the dishwasher. I didn't like being told what to do, so I'm in my garage now, honking the horn of my truck. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, yeah, there it is. I I know the gist of it, but I don't want to screw it up. So it's, and some things I actually know where they are. But uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's hopefully we'll. Uh, yeah, you're right. Hope this weekend is ideal, but hopefully it's all shut down and we can move on with our lives by next weekend at the latest. Yeah. That, that would be nice, for that, sure. That's uh, One can hope, though. And we're so far away, it's hard to get all the information. But, uh, you know, I think I think they're doing – the reporters are at least kind of doing a good job. So we'll see what happens moving forward. Yeah. But uh, let's move on. Uh, and your prep, I thought this was really good because you talked about uh, owning a safe box. Uh, I yeah. Don't, yeah. I don't personally own a safe box. Uh, I have a couple good hiding spots, but I don't have a safe <laughs> box. Uh, so I, it has been on my radar for a little while. I have a couple saved on Amazon, uh, but I don't actually. I haven't actually bought one yet. Are you in the market for one? What's What's been your well, uh, take on it? Yeah, and, and I and one not not that I'm afraid of the uh, government freezing my bank accounts here or anything <laughs> like that, but. But it kind of got us thinking and talking around here about, well, you know, you know what what happens, you know, and it's not just this emergency act. It's it's like seriously, what happens if, what if something goes on and you can't access your your bank account, like you can't access your money, like like, and again, nothing to do with with the government freezing your assets. It's about what happens if uh, there is such a like I don't know, like a breakdown uh, like a, in society like a, where, well, well, what happens if there's a fucking earthquake? What happens if there's like something, a major event like that where you where you just physically cannot take money out of your bank account? Um, like I like I don't know what what a good example would be. Like what if there's just yeah, what if there is such a breakdown in society that you just cannot like like our all of our money is it, like you. You use your card now. You use your phone to pay for everything. Yeah. You use your watch. You swipe your watch, and it pays for your shit. Yep. Like sometimes at some point down the road, are we going to have to somehow resort to cash during an emergency? Right. And if that's the case, should we not be prepared in some way? I'm not. I'm not saying we start saying fuck you to banks and. Yeah start hoarding all of our fucking money under a mattress. I'm saying maybe it is not such a bad idea to put, uh, have a couple hundred dollars put away somewhere just in case. Yeah. For emergencies, right? You need some cash. You need it now. You can't go to the bank for whatever reason. You need to have cash on hand somewhere easily available, but of course in a safe place. So yeah. I start, we started talking about, well, Maybe we should have a safe box, uh, you know, a safe place to keep our passports. Let's say we have a fucking fire here or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's my next we've point. Got, yeah. We've got, um, you know, what happens to our passports? What happens to important documents like that yep. if there's a fire or a flood? We're, we're in a condo. We're, I'm not so worried necessarily about theft. It's more, you know, something yeah, fire, terrible, floods, tragic, tragic, tragic yeah. absence. Yeah. Let's say if we get a fucking flood upstairs and our place gets flooded out, some of our documents get destroyed. Yeah. That's not good. So we are thinking about, yeah, a waterproof or and fireproof safe box. It doesn't have to be a big, massive, heavy thing, you know, that's, uh, you know, to prevent people from hauling it away or anything like that, you know. So we're not looking at a fucking 500-pound safe here uh, or anything that's too big. But, uh, yeah, still... 
you know, what's, what would be, what's a good purchase, I guess. Um, and again, so that's why I thought I'd bring it up. See if you have thought about it. See if you have anything you use yourself, because I've looked online, I've started to look and you can of course pay, you know, 30, 40 bucks for a cheap piece of shit. You get, yep. you know, you, 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 you know, you get what you pay for, uh, or do you, pay three or four hundred dollars for something and again it's not very big but you can buy a uh, a fireproof waterproof safe and i think it's only like 1.2 cubic meters so it's the size of a microwave it's not very big yeah but no you know do you go that far and pay three or four hundred bucks for something like that i i don't know is it worth it is it do you have to spend that much money i don't know so Thought I'd thought I'd bring it up. No, have a bit of a chat. See what you're thinking. No, I I've thought about that for a while. I had friends who had a they were living in Surrey and their apartment caught on fire. The apartment there was an apartment fire on top of them and it spread throughout the building and the whole building vanished. So yeah. in there they actually had a fireproof safe. So their passports were saved. Again, they had some cash on hand, not much, but they had two hundred bucks. Uh, they had their yeah. marriage certificate in there, and this a p- bunch of safety items. But they lost it. They lost everything in the fire. But except this, this, this key stuff. So it's good to have a fire. Like make sure when you're looking, it's fireproof and waterproof, and yeah. everything else on top of that. Your gravy, whatever you want to spend on it. They range from like you said, thirty bucks to you know five, six hundred bucks for a decent microwave size one. But yeah, I've been thinking about it ever since then. I haven't pulled the trigger on it, but I, I think it's good to have because if there is an emergency in your household, you should be able to just grab it. Or if you can't grab it, you know it's safe and you can go back for it later because it's not yeah. going to get damaged. The stuff inside is not going to get damaged. So I've been thinking about it for a couple of years and that's it's interesting you brought that up because I haven't thought about it in a while since you put it on the prep here. But Maybe I get back into that, but it's yeah. I think it's I think it's good to have. You don't need anything fancy. Just lock and key or digital code or I don't know. You don't need to hook up to your Wi-Fi or anything like that. Just a basic lock and key. Definitely not. In and out, super quick. But yeah, I think it's I think it's a good investment. Yeah, cool. I I just it's um. So I've been trying to read some reviews. Uh, Again, there's I mean there's pluses and minuses. Some safes you can buy. are a little bit, you know, they are, they're about 150 bucks. They're a little bit bigger, but they don't have that fireproof, waterproof protection, right? So if you did buy something like that, you would have to buy uh, envelopes, I guess, that are fireproof, for example, that you can put your documents into and then stuff into the safe. Yeah. So it's kind of a double thing. So you're buying, you're buying a safe to keep documents safe from theft, for example, but they aren't, being protected from fire or water in those cases. So then you have to buy something separate on top of that. So, uh, you know, again, it depends on what direction you want to go. It depends on how much money you want to spend and stuff like that. And it sounds like it's, you know, it, it's a decent, it sounds like it's a good thing to do. So um, I'm going to keep looking. Yeah. See if I can come up with something. And again, it's, you know what? We don't have a lot of shit. It's not like I'm, I've got all kinds of documents and all kinds of stuff. You know, again, it's very it's going to be very, very minimal things yeah. here, right? So again, you know, passports, marriage certificate, a little bit of cash. Maybe I can store a USB key in there or something like that. You know, again, is a USB key going to be, even though it's a fireproof safe, it can still get hot. Is the USB key going to be protected in a in the safe? You know, I, I don't I don't know, yeah. but it's something to maybe consider as well. You know, throw some, maybe you're 
recent tax returns you want to throw in a USB key or something like that and throw it in the safe and if you need to go back to that stuff, you can, right? No, so, it makes sense. And you just got to yeah. remember what you put in the fucking thing because, you know, you start moving documents and shit all around. Where are my passports? You check the safe? Uh, no. <laughs> you know, like, but yeah, yeah, I, I, think it's a real, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Um, fuck, I feel like we could talk yeah. about so much shit, but time is money and list research shows that our listeners drop off around an hour and a half. So let's keep moving. Uh, rec- record Store Day, uh, April 23rd. Oh, yeah. Uh, this year. So Record Store Day is now split into two days, the one in the spring here and the one closer to Christmas, like Black Friday sort of thing. I used to love Record Store Day back when uh, Scrape Records was around because we all listened to different styles of music and he'd be able to pretty much order you whatever you get at it. And as we've talked about in the past, now you line up in the record store, you kind of mark down what you want to get, and you kind of move forward. But the lists is out. It's being constantly updated. And the the thing that really caught my eye was an Alice in Chains thing. It's the We Die Young single, which I think is awesome because you're still producing stuff with Lane in it and making it cool record day exclusives. But, you know, that's uh, first off, I love the idea of Record Store Day. I think it's cool. It gets people out to record stores, gets cool piece of gear of the songs you know and love. Their remixes, live stuff, B-sides, cool singles, picture discs, whatever it is that make it worth your while and cool collectible items for us music heads. I think that's cool. And also what we should mention is Bandcamp does a good thing. And Bandcamp Fridays are coming back. I don't know if we talked about that. But uh, last Friday of every month, for the first Friday of every month, uh, they donate all proceed or all if you purchase music, it all goes to the artist rather than fees and shit. So that's really cool. But uh, back to Record Store Day, I think it's I think it's awesome. I like the idea behind it. I haven't bought anything for Record Store Day since fuck 2020, 2019 is the last yeah. record I bought. But I know you've been out in a fact uh, out and about collecting awesome records. Uh, does anything catch your eye this time come around for this uh, spring black or for the spring Record Store Day coming up April twenty third? Yeah, for sure. Uh, like you said, it's um, I. I mean, I've been attending Record Store Day. I think from almost the beginning. Uh, maybe I missed a couple along the way there, just because I think I, I think sometimes I feel it's becoming watered down, and uh, it's becoming too popular. I guess. I mean, it's always good to support artists. It's always good to por- support your independent record stores. But you know, maybe the content is becoming a little bit. Um, I don't know. Saturated. They're, they're digging deep. They're digging deep for content. Maybe yeah. some of it's not also all that great, right? So, they're you know they're coming up with some live albums where the where the audio quality isn't all that great, and you know again you're supporting the the artists and all that kind of stuff. But is it really like unless you're a super diehard fan, is this is some of this stuff really worth it? I guess so. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could say that about any purchase, I suppose, but. Uh, but still, there are there there are definitely some things that caught my eye, some things I'm interested in. It's funny you brought this up because yesterday I was looking at the list for the first time. So some really cool shit there, including this Allison Chains thing. Yep. I mean, I mean the it's it, so it's a it's an EP. There's only three songs, but yeah. they're calling it an EP because it's a 12 inch. Um, the We Die Young. Was it was only released as a promotion? I think back in like it was their first, wasn't it their first single? Sort of not really a single, but it was it was released. I think as a promotional item way back then, but it never really landed on an album, did it? Nope. Until until later on, I think it landed in that box set. Uh, what was that box set called? Um, I have it, and uh, I forget what it's called because um, it did end up in there. 
but certainly not on vinyl, I don't think. Uh, anyways. It was on it Music Bank. Really, yes, that's yeah. it. Yeah, Music Bank. Yeah, so it did land in that. Uh, anyways, that is that is something that definitely catches my eye. There's, uh, let's see, I'm looking through the list real quick right now even, uh, but some stuff, like I know there's a Ramones uh, album. Actually, this is this is really cool. I'm a big Ramones fan. Yep. Um, I have multiple versions of all their early stuff. Their first four albums, of course, in particular, um, they've re-released and re-released more stuff about on that, including box sets, I think, as which were part of the 40th anniversary stuff. What they've done for this year, Record Store Day, is now they are combining, I think, the uh, everything from 1980 on. I think there's seven albums from, again, from 1980 that they are now including in a box set, which I think is, like, I'm going to be all over that. I yeah, think that's it's, cool. Uh, yeah, it's definitely really cool. Um, let's see. Oh, I have it. Yeah, so it's called the Sire Albums because eventually they they landed on Sire Records. So it's um, it's everything. Well, it's Pleasant Dreams, Subterranean Jungle, Too Tough to Die, Animal Boy, Halfway to Sanity, and Brain Drain. And it's all going to be on. Uh, oh, there's going to be another I think album of rarities or something like that. Anyways, that's so yeah, awesome. this is all vinyl that's been uh, released for the first time since the original release. Like this stuff has not been available on vinyl since these albums came out in the uh, in the 80s and the 90s. So really cool, looking forward to that. So so stuff like that, see, is really cool because this stuff has never come out before. It hasn't been available for whatever, 30, 40 years, right? So, so this is, it's stuff like that that's really cool. At least I think that's what's really cool about Record Store Day. A bunch of other things in there caught my eye too. So definitely I'm going to have my list. I'll probably go out... Uh, and stand in line, see what I can come up with. And <laughs> it's, uh, uh, we could be still in, in a lockdown. So at that point we could still be using our lists that we check off outside standing in line and hope for the best. Once we get to the front of the line, whether or not we have uh, any of that stuff still available for us. So, yeah. No, that's cool. So yeah, I like the, yeah. the, the, the Alice in Chains caught my eye. I did see the Ramones, but I'm not a hardcore fan enough to appreciate it. There's a Black Label Society live album coming out for the first time on vinyl. And Kirk Hammett from Metallica is releasing his first solo album through Record Store Day, and that's it. So that's coming out on Record Store Day, April 23rd. So I'm stoked with that one. And then the last one I like is Slash. Slash is coming out with a live at Studio 60. He uh, recorded his last album, which came out this past Friday or two Fridays ago, all live off the floor. And while they were doing that, they recorded a live album off the floor. So they just did a, their, whatever they thought was the greatest hits, and they went off and played a bunch of shit. So that was my, uh, Slash featuring uh, Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. So those yeah. are the ones that caught my eye. But again, all these are like, that's probably going to be 40 bucks. That Ramones thing is probably going to be about 60, 70 bucks. The Hammett thing's 30 shit, bucks. You know, it's all this shit costs so much money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. It definitely does. I mean, there could be five or six or seven items that, that you might have your eye on. Are you going to be able to get it all? Because again, they're, you know, they're limited limited availability but still it's easy to spend two or three hundred bucks during a record store day that's for sure so yeah i see there's a motorhead uh double lp lost tapes volume two yeah that's awesome uh yeah like so stuff like that right i know there's a replacements live album which would be awesome oh i see kitty his 
uh, has reissued Spit uh, on LP for Record Store Day. So yeah, definitely, definitely some. I'll have a good list here coming up. Things of things to you know definitely grab if it's uh, if it's still there. So. And uh, where do you, do you go to? Where do you go for it? Do you go to, was it Scratch Neapolitan? Where do you go? Where do you line up for this? No, I, I go to Neptune. Neptune. I typically go to Neptune. They, I think they have the best prices. They are the, they. I don't. I think they. I don't think they have what they get is any different than any place else. I think they're all trying to get the same uh, items in because you know they're they're never going to be able to get everything because they're in such limited supply. Yeah. Uh, like some of this stuff, like there might be 650 copies worldwide, wide, right? So f- as an example, so how many thousands of independent record stores, record stores across the world are trying to get their hands on 650 copies of a, of a uh, title. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I, I, I think Neptune's the best, um, Red Cat is good, I think as well. Um, I, I just find Neptune Neptune seems to have the best prices and I seem to have best, my best luck at Neptune. So yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's awesome. where I'll, that's where I'll end up again. I might, I don't know if I'll join you this year or not. Uh, you know, uh, I don't even have a record store. I don't even have a record player anymore. It's, uh, I yeah. lost it. Well, not lost, it died. So I never got, it was an old piece of shit. I, I want to take my dad's <laughs> old record player. He has a kick-ass one, but, uh, yeah, I got most of his records that I wanted. He still has a fuck ton of records that he wants to get rid of or is trying to sell as a bulk sale. So I don't know what he wants to do with that. But I took all the ones I like. I took all the Sabbath records, the Zeppelin records, the Beatles, Stones. Yeah, yeah, oh, I took, awesome. Yeah, I, I I pillaged through his collection pretty good. But you know, I do love it. I do love it, putting on a record, like, especially a brand new record, and listen to it. A record for the first time on vinyl. There's nothing like it. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I still enjoy it. I don't listen to my vinyl enough. Um, this weekend, I'm batching it, by the way. So uh, <laughs> I will be I will be pulling out some vinyl, and you know I can't crank it up too high here, but it's still a really enjoyable experience. I there I don't know what it is. There is just something about it. You know, looking at the um, you know looking at just just the product and holding it in your hands the way you're be able able to and. Uh, and then throwing it on the turntable and listening to it. It's there's something so enjoyable about it. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's peaceful. Yeah. It's a very yes, peace Yeah, I I I enjoy that as well. Ah oh, to be young again, right? Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Oh uh, yes. For sure. Uh let's talk music. Picks of the week. Uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, first, when you first saw this, I'm like, yeah, what the fuck are you playing? So this is, um, as you can hear in the background here, let's turn that down a little bit. You would never have thought this would be the Foo Fighters, but here we go. Foo Fighters, old school, thrash, punkish. Let's turn this up for a sec. Yeah. Let's listen. Are you hearing it? I'm not hearing it. You can't you hear this? It? I can't hear it. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I I think it's coming through fine for our listeners. So, uh, so it's that's just the way. Counts. Yeah, it's just it's just the way I think OBS is working here. Sometimes uh, uh, I'm sure that's cranked fucking loud. And it's <laughs> uh, so first you know things. What? Oh, go. Go. No, you go for it. Go okay, yeah. finish. Uh, first things first, Foo Fighters, really, really kind of off kilter for them. 
But apparently they've recorded a death metal album for their horror movie coming out next month called Studio 666. So when I first heard this, I thought this was Venom. I thought it was Venom. I'm like, Venom has a new recording out? And nope, here we go, Foo Fighters. So a Foo Fighters song, they're going to go under the moniker Dream Window. Uh, but this song is called March of the Insane. So yeah, big fan of this. Uh, because you can't hear it in the mix, what did you think of the song? I just, uh, you know what? I, I love it. I yeah. love it. I absolutely love it. And I mean, Dave has been doing a lot of different things. Foo Fighters are, well, Foo Fighters, I guess. I, I shit on Dave sometimes. And, and I don't mean to, I, I don't, I don't want to pick on him. You know what? I'm not a big fan of the Foo Fighters. I, I just think they're overrated. The music itself is, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, you know, it's, it's all right. It's not, it's not, it's not bad, but it's, it's, uh, hey, Dave's a great, great artist um obviously a great drummer he does some cool shit he's a very likable guy so i don't mean to pick on him i guess sometimes i'm just tired of hearing dave 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 everything's about dave I just but this is awesome. such a fan of tunes you know well, he's fucking you know everywhere what? well well and that's and that's true and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that he and he's such a likable guy it just seems like he's in, he's got his hands on everything and he's doing all of this these different things and i don't have a problem with that yeah. I, I guess it's just like he's like everybody that's all everybody talks about sometimes and i guess it's just a little bit much but yeah, yeah. uh maybe i'm maybe I, i'm just fucking jealous i'd love to be like dave i guess and a happy guy playing music and doing all of this cool stuff maybe that's all it is maybe i'm jealous uh maybe <laughs> i don't think so um any, anyways uh, this is this is fucking awesome. It's really yeah. cool, and you know he did this project uh, way back in the I don't know when it was uh, late nineties, early two thousands called Probot. Probot. So basically, it was a, a metal album. He got a bunch of different artists, metal artists together, and recorded all these songs, and it was awesome. Yeah. This yeah. this is this is I, I, this is not. I'm not going to say it's similar because it's, it's sort of different. It's uh, I mean yes, it's heavy music. It's thrash. Uh, thrash metal album but i think just the theme and what he's doing here is just so cool you know with this horror film and and stuff like that so uh just the way it's all tied together and yeah <laughs> i think the story that he tells about the docu or about the movie and this band called <laughs> dream widow is just really cool so i'm interested to hear the rest of the album uh you know see the see the film Listen to the album. I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. So yeah, I think um, so too. And uh, yeah, check out check out the story. We'll post the link again. Just read the full story about what this is all about, and the way you have to read it and to see or understand what Dave is trying to do here and the story he's trying to tell. So yeah. it's just, uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty funny. It's a lot of fun. The song is awesome. March of the Insane is the name of the tune. Yep. So, uh, so really cool stuff. I think it's a big rush here. He's in a rush to get this out. So, I think the uh, doc or the movie comes out February twenty fifth. Yep. Uh, oh yeah. So that's next like week Friday. already, and it sounds like he wants to have the album released at the same time to coincide with the with the film. So we'll see it. We'll we'll hopefully find out real soon what that's all about. It's true. True story. I'm looking forward to that. Um, this isn't part of the shit, but it's part of the prep. Did you listen to Metal Ed Sheeran? Oh, fuck. I, I'm not a fan, man. I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I And I, I know you said, well, you sent a little bit of something. You, you sent that song being done live yeah, last the, week. Yep. Uh, even though we didn't chat about it. 
Uh, so what they've done, I think they've they've studio they've version. mastered. Yeah, so it's almost like a studio version of that same track. I, I just can't do it. Can't I fucking can't it. listen to his voice. Yeah, no, the music's fair. got. You know what? Uh, you you can you can put his vocals to any kind of music at all, and it's I'm gonna fucking hate it. Okay. I just cannot. It's it's not. It's no. It sucks. Sorry. <laughs> that, that's okay. It. Yeah. You're, and you're, because 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 what you're what it, what sounds like is coming is a project with uh, who is it? Cannibal Corpse? Uh, no, Cradle no. Of Filth. Cradle of Filth. That's it. So. Um, it sounds like that is coming, and you know what? I know right now I'm going to fucking hate it. <laughs> Maybe that doesn't sound fair. Maybe I sound shallow. Maybe it's not fair that I'm just not giving it a chance. I fucking can't stand the guy. I really can't. Well, if you don't like his voice, you're not going to enjoy it. So I know I get it, no. and that's and that's the and that's and that's what all it comes down to. If you don't like yeah. the way someone's singing, then you're not going to enjoy any of the music. But uh, how how is a fluffy voice like that going to sound on a metal track it's just it's not going to work man well i, I just, mean we could we could go back and argue about dave uh dave grohl having a fluffy voice yet he goes screaming on well this. well and you and you know what and that's a lot of the reason why i don't like the foo fighters yeah. it really is I, I just again the awesome drummer great maybe still a great songwriter yeah um the songs the foo fighter songs are fluff yeah. a lot of them really are no, it's true. Yeah, and, they got. Uh, and uh, I, you know what? And I know a lot of people love that, and they buy into that. And hey, go for it. You, if you love it, good for you. It's not my thing. So no, it's true. So there. Yeah. So there. <laughs> so there. Damn it. So there. Uh, yeah. But let's get into your thing. What's your pick of the week? Okay, my okay. I, I do want to talk about something after this. Uh, that's in my prep, but uh, let's stick. Yeah, of with course, my yeah. with my with my pick of the week. I'm a big fan of Killing Joke. Killing Joke has been around for, well, so many years, since the later 70s. Later 70s? Yeah, they've been around that long. Yeah, they've been uh, great, great stuff, uh, like early punk rock. They changed directions a little bit and kind of went, obviously, a little new wave sounding, you know, that 80s sound in the 80s. Still some good music, though, for yeah. sure. I, I, I've loved, I think, a lot of their stuff that they've put out, even though they've changed directions, but they've kind of returned to this very, you know, back in early 2000s, this, and Dave Grohl was part of one of those albums actually on drums. Yeah. Uh, it was their self-titled album in 2003, I believe that, uh, that Dave Grohl played on. Uh, just, I love them. I, I really do. I, uh, I love their I love their music. Well, they've uh, released or they are about to release uh, some new songs. Uh, there's going to be two new songs on this EP coming out next month. I think their first recordings in what six seven years or something like that. The name of the EP is called Lord of Chaos. Uh, this song is called Lord of Chaos. Uh, let me see if I can play a little bit of it here. Uh, Turn that down a little bit. <laughs> it it's uh, I, I, hey, I'm a fan. I just this is uh, 
It's such cool stuff. I love I love Jazz Coleman. I love the vocals. I love the I love the content of the music. Obviously, very dark. Uh, some of it's very depressing. Yeah. But yeah. that's who that's who Jazz Coleman is, right? That's uh, uh, and he's always been a, a that type of a songwriter. He's kind of a pretty pretty weird guy. He he. I think he even kind of I don't know if he lost it there for a while and had to go away and went into seclusion and uh but he's he he came back you know what almost 20 years ago and he came back really really heavy yeah and uh he he, he's got a quote about this uh about this ep he says um uh let's see and it's and it's you know everything is about what's going on in the world today uh his quote is i I've never known anything like the time we are living in now, not since the Cuban Missile Crisis. But now in comparison, we have multiple flashpoints. Lord of Chaos is about complex systems failure when technology overloads and AI misreads the enemy's intentions. That It's just, it, it's that's Jazz Coleman for yeah. you, for sure. That just, I think that perfectly describes uh, who he is and uh, the the songs that are you know that are make up Killing Joke. So no, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, really cool stuff. So. I had no idea they were coming out with new stuff. So this is awesome. And we talked about that yeah. album twenty years ago, and that's actually my favorite album: Extremities, Dirt, and Various Reprised Emotions. Comes back. It's heavy as fuck. It's awesome. Uh, Money is not our god is the lead single off that. Love that. Yeah. I had to look it up after I listened to this. I'm like, fuck, what's the album? So that's why I have it in front of me. See, I'm kind of prepared, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. A, yeah, I'm a big fan of this. So I'm really stoked for this new album. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, so what's weird? Oh, what's weird about this is that I know we're going to get to is the Sam Dunn stuff, right? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. So what's weird is we talked about this last week. Uh, we talked about the metal headbangers journey. And then you, I said, mentioned to find the show uh, Metal Evolution, which is a TV documentary series. I have acquired it. I have it ready to rock. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, right on. But uh, you found something in prep about uh, he's doing a new documentary. You want to explain about that? Well, yeah. So he, he has done, and if you didn't look up who Sam Dunn was um, last week after we talked about him, he... Uh, he he did live in Victoria for a while. He went to university in Victoria. I think he was born. Where was he born? He was born in England, but he lived in Canada, obviously. So I think he is a Canadian citizen. Um, he's done all this cool stuff, man. Like in addition to Headbangers Journey and these and the you know the uh, uh, the TV series based on that and Global Metal. Like he's done the Iron Maiden documentary. He's done the Rush documentaries. Um, CZ Top documentary. I mean, he's just done so many cool things and uh, really interesting guy. I mean, I just, I would love to kind of just follow him around as he's going through some of these projects. It's just, it's just amazing. Um, anyways, it's out right now, actually. His latest prod, uh, project is a documentary on the band Triumph. Yep. Triumph is, of course, a Canadian hard rock band uh, around since... Well, they were around starting in like the mid seventies. I think they packed it in kind of out of the blue, actually, in in what the mid nineties, something like that. I think they just I, I I forget when they kind of called it quits. But this documentary is based on that band, I think. And I, you know what, I I grew up loving Triumph. Yeah. Um, 
one of my favorite Canadian bands. Obviously, Rush is the other one. I love Neil Young as well. But those probably Rush and Triumph I listened to so many times. And I think Triumph was probably one of the very first concerts that I went to see. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, so that would have been kind of in the later 70s, I think. And it, it was probably one of my first shows. I don't know if it was the first, but certainly on one of the top th- or one of the first three anyway. So uh, so I'm really looking forward to this. It was released to the Toronto International Film Festival last year. And I think during that, I think all three members got together and performed a little bit of a show. Probably the first time in since they packed it in, I guess, in the whenever, whenever they packed it in. Yeah. Um, that would have been a really cool experience. But now that film is out, I think it's only on Crave at this time. So you can only watch it on Crave streaming. Uh, I'm looking for it elsewhere. Can't find it. Uh, so obviously not on DVD or Blu-ray yet at this point. I'm sure it will be somewhere. But I'm really looking forward to this. Again, being such a big fan of the band, it's going to be really cool. What's your favorite Triumph song? Do you Can you pull off the top of your head a couple of them? Everybody looks to rock and roll music or rock and roll machine, which is the name of this documentary. Yep. Uh, and, and the songs that are on that. So rock and roll machine is a, is a pretty cool song. Uh, that album is really good. Um, I don't. Uh, yeah, that could be one of my f- top songs from the band. I think I had to look it. I, I'd have to say that right now. But there's but there's lots of great other lots of other tunes that I like. Even some songs from the first album uh, are really good. I'm trying yeah, to play this, but it's not playing. So that's awesome. My favorite song, "When the Lights Go Down." Yeah, that's uh, that's another good one. "Lay It on the Line" is a is a big single. Oh, yeah. I think of theirs. Uh, "Magic Power" is another t- big single. But lots of great music. And they were huge in the States, man. For a Canadian band, yeah. they made it. They were massive. They were a big draw. They were at Us Festival in 83. Uh, and they fit in perfectly with all of those other bands that were playing that day. And there was a lot of a lot of, lot of, lot of big metal bands playing. And, yep. uh, and they, were, they were a big part of, big part of that scene. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I can't wait. I mean, I'm even thinking about subscribing to Crave for whatever their free period is, just so I can watch this documentary. Uh, I would never pay for Crave full time, that's for sure. If there's a trial period, if there's a trial period, I might jump on that and just watch the film and then dump my dump my subscription after that. So do it, and then might even do it this weekend. uh, Record it for the rest of us and upload it so we all can watch it. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's other professionals, if you want to call it that, who are probably working on it right now. So uh, you don't. Uh, I'm not going to partake in that uh, illegal activity. Well, not that you should broadcast, but if you do, wink, wink, nudge, dodge. Let me know later. <laughs> later on. Uh, so yeah, uh, so you said your bachelor this weekend. You had any other plans coming up this weekend? Being solo and all. I, I well, the only other thing I've got planned later today. I'm really uh, a sociable guy today, which I'm usually not because I like staying home be alone and being alone and not talking in, to anybody. <laughs> I already I already went for a beard trim this morning. Okay. Uh, I picked up my brand new Vans uh, shoes today. Uh, what else have I done today? Uh, well, we're talking here right now, of course. Yep. Uh, the other the other plans for the day is I'm catching up from back home. Um, this evening, we're going to have a, a bit of a chat. I think we last 
spoke. Did we talk at Christmas time? No, we didn't. We talked earlier in the last fall at some point. And then before that, maybe we chatted last Christmas. So like a, um, over a year ago. Anyways, two buddies I grew up with. Uh, one of them uh, is a listener, uh, I think, still of our show. He was at the beginning. I think he still catches up with our episodes when he can. Oh, when good. He, he's able to, so that's nice. He was uh, our first uh, supporter of on coffee. Oh, I love this guy really already. Cool. Yeah, so uh, for sure. So anyways, we're, we're going to connect on Zoom here. They're, they're both still living back in Alberta. Uh, we're going to catch up and shoot the shit and see what's going on. And uh, it's always good to chat with those guys. And uh, we usually spend two or three hours here just shooting the shit. And, and it flies by. And before you know it, it's fucking midnight and whatever. And that's it. You know what? Because it's such a social day for me, I'm going to do fuck all the rest of the weekend. I'm going <laughs> to stay home alone. I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm not going to see anybody. I'm not going to do anything else. So just hang out with you and your Joe Boxer it. underwear. <laughs> that's that's right. Yeah. Uh, my I, green tea, my uh, turmeric lattes, and um, yeah, that's it. And my vinyl. How's Ooh. that? I, I, I am excited for your weekend. I have a big weekend coming up, but I will fill you in all about it next weekend because I don't want to fuck up yeah. any details and I want to give the full ex, the full story from beginning to end. So it'll be oh. a picturesque coming around moment, but I will let you all right. know next weekend. And just so I'm not teased, it has to do with my headaches. So uh, I'm going to yeah. hopefully resolve that problem this weekend, figure out what the fuck's going on. So that's my big plans for the weekend. Interesting. But, um, so you got, uh, there's something, yeah, okay. I'm trying to think of, I'm not, uh, okay, we won't, we won't speculate. We won't talk about it anymore, but interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to what, uh, what stories you have to tell us next oh, time. We will do our best. Uh, but is there anything else you want to say this evening or this afternoon? This afternoon. What else is up? Uh, no, no, that is all, man. It's, um, yeah, hope everybody has a great weekend and uh, a long weekend, at least for some of us. And yep. uh, that that is all, man. It's family day. Call your parents. Yep. Call your sister. Tell them you love them. But uh, tell us you love That's us. Uh, <laughs> we need the help. But you can find we're us. Family, we're, right? We're yeah. family. Yeah, family. our listeners are family. We can bring everyone in. We can all um, we can all uh, sit shirtless in Joe boxers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do want to touch on this before we leave. Our 100th episode's coming up. So Ooh. probably not next month, but the month after. Probably beginning of April will be our 100th episode. So we got to do something special. We did float around the bathtub episode. I still, I'm still down for that, except I don't know where my bath toys went. I ordered a bunch of shit. I ordered some rubber duckies. I ordered some bubble bath, and I got some battleships. I don't know where they are. <laughs> wow. Well. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about this because yeah, I know I know you were kind of joking about it, and if, I know you bought all these these little uh, these little props for for such an event if it were to ever happen. And no. but we we would have to do in order to take full advantage of that, in order for our audience to really appreciate it, we'd have to have video of that shit. And uh, I don't know. Do you really want to go there? I've, no I'm answers sh- now, now, but we, we'd have to talk about that. I'm shirtless all over the internet. Topless train ride of fun, I'm there. <laughs> sea, topless sea, bus, uh, sea bus ride of fun, I'm there. I'm good to go. I don't give a shit. I got to worry about you. So you think uh, about that. Uh, you let me know. I'm down for it, but we'll talk about that later. We'll, uh, we'll have to discuss <laughs> that. Uh, does our audience really want to see that? Uh, the correct answer is yes. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can finally go viral. That's, uh, we'll have all kinds of fucking sponsors coming out of the woodwork after that, I'm sure. I want to get sponsored by Lush. I'd be able to, you well, we'd both be able to quit our full-time jobs, I'm sure, after that episode, right? <laughs> you want to get sponsored by Lush, do you? They, well, they, you know, they've got some, every time I walk by that store, I'm, I don't know, it's really strong. It's it's, really a, it's, strong. it's really, the fragrance is really sometimes harsh. Yes. So um, I like what they're doing, obviously, and, uh, you know, I support some of that. So what are some of the other stores, uh, the, like the Body Shop and uh, Sage has uh, some some good products, um, kind of similar stuff that I've been to before. So, well, yeah, okay. make, you'll, make sure you buy some Lush products for this episode oh. if it's if it's going to happen. So, Oh, I'm going to buy a bath bomb. And the thing I like about Lush is Fuck, it's- of course, uh, yeah. Is it's cruelty free. I'm a big supporter of cruelty free uh, stuff. De- definitely, definitely, yeah. and that's why I mentioned Body Shop and some of yeah. this other stuff because uh, I'm uh, definitely against all the animal testing and all that kind of shit that goes on. To there's we, just no need for it anymore, man. 100. percent And you, you'll still read about stories about uh, beagles and uh, uh, you know primates and stuff like that that are being tested on for not only for cosmetics and all that kind of shit, but obviously for uh, scientific and medical research, and I just, I just don't agree with it. It just shouldn't happen anymore. It's, it's bullshit. Yep, Fuck uh, those it guys. really is. Uh, it's so cruel. Uh, it really annoys and saddens me, actually. So, if that is possible to be feel sad and angry at the same time, but <laughs> oh no, you can uh, be, and we have shown it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's let's let, let's All go. Right. Uh, you can okay. find us wherever you get your podcast from Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts. Black, Indigenous, and People of Colored Lives Matter. Fuck cancer. Science is real. Get vaccinated. And don't be an ass. Wear your goddamn mask. If you like this yeah. podcast, make sure to hit the subscribe button on whatever platform it is you're listening on. And if you didn't like this podcast, we'll try harder next week. Thank you for listening as always. Stay healthy. Stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. If you enjoyed anything you just heard and want to fact check it, check out oldmanwhoyellatclouds.com. <laughs>